Lindsay, and I want to personally welcome you to the Ziegler Inspire podcast. Today, we'll be listening to a sales course that Zig is teaching. Zig has been known as the salesman's salesman because he brings his real-world sales success to his teaching. We will hear Zig teach us how to become aware of the needs of our prospect, and then in a sales presentation, why you must always lead with need. I'm a foodie, and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My friend and fellow speaker, Jim Cathcart, has a seminar he teaches on the inner, that's I-N-N-E-R, view. Isn't the name terrific? Just thinking of doing an interview instead of an interview will help paint the kind of picture in your mind that is necessary to be successful in gathering information in the need analysis segment of the sales process. If you will make conducting an interview with your prospect your goal, your sales career will be greatly enhanced. Even some very successful sales professionals have difficulty firing off a series of questions to a prospect they are meeting for the first time. Still others struggle with asking for information without giving some information first. The POGO formula will allow you to get involved in a conversational interview process that will be comfortable for you and the prospect. P-O-G-O, POGO, gives you a track to run on and specific direction on how to best meet the comfort level needs of the prospects. The P in the POGO formula stands for person. The parameter for you is a salesperson who is interested in gaining trust and finding out wants and needs is to get and give information regarding the people involved in the sales process. 
As you enter the person's office, if you're making the call in person, look for visual clues, pictures, trophies, office design, which will allow you to establish a common ground. As you enter the person's office via the telephone, a sincere compliment can be effective. The person who answers your phone was certainly pleasant, or something as basic as a sincere, as opposed to cursory, thank you for taking my call, will help get you off on the right foot. Anything that expresses a sincere interest in the prospect will be valuable to you. As you are designing a series of questions relating to the person, remember that it is okay to share some personal information about yourself. But you already know about you. Give just enough about yourself to express common interest, but not enough to monopolize the conversation. If you must have a rule of thumb, limit personal revelations to 25% of this part of the conversation. In other words, three parts prospect to one part salesman. The first O in our POGO formula stands for organization. As the conversation about the person draws to a close, move to the organization. Again, probe gently and be willing to talk about your organization in the places you have positive common ground or you can sincerely compliment the prospect. The same rule applies as in the person aspect of POGO, 25% about your organization to 75% about the prospects. Now, before I oversell that point, let me emphasize I am not saying you cannot talk about your company. Some prospects are very anxious to know about you, and you must give them enough information to build confidence that your company is solid and reputable. However, do not monopolize the conversation. Your objective is to give them enough information to build that confidence and to gather enough information to make you effective, that is, to make the sale. The G in our POGO formula stands for goals. This is the time for gathering personal and professional goals, such as what do you plan to accomplish in the next six months? What goals do you have in place for the next year? Notice that both of these are open-door questions. Now, I would never accuse a prospect of fibbing, but I have known a few who would say what they perceived the salesperson wanted to hear. One of the greatest dangers in the need analysis portion of the sales process is to allow the prospect to throw up a smokescreen regarding their true goals. In all fairness to each of us, our human nature is such that when we are probed about our goals, our first tendency is to tell the questioner what we think they would like to hear or what we think they expect to hear. Many non-professionals are so pleased to get a response that they hurry along to the next part of the process. The true professional will continue to probe. One of the most important probing questions you will want to ask is, why would achieving that goal be important to you? Another way of asking the same closed-door question, confining to a specific goal is, what would achieving that goal mean to you? And you may have to ask this question several times. Many times a prospect's goals will involve money. I want to submit to you that money is never a goal. The real goal revolves around what can be done with the money. 
When you ask a prospect about their goals and you get a money response and you follow with the why would that be important to you question, you're beginning to discover true goals. In addition, you are also helping the prospect discover true goals. Many will have given their goals very little thought. And while this portion of the selling process must not digress into a counseling session, your goal must be for the prospect to get real with you. Why do so few people actually achieve their goals? Primarily because they have never really identified the true goals. Once again, the people who think their goal is money are wrong. Their goal relates to what they can do with the money. Whether it's to build a monument to themselves like a beautiful home or a wing unto the orphanage, it is most important that the real goal be identified. One reason many sales blow up on even the experienced salesperson is because they sold to the smokescreen and did not probe for the real goals. The second O in our POGO formula stands for obstacles to reaching the goals just discussed. As Dr. Norman Vincent Peale says, if you want to meet someone who has no problems, no obstacles in life, just go down to the cemetery. And come to think about it, some of them really have problems. Everyone with whom we come in contact has problems. I once heard a man say, you go up to anyone on the street and tell them, I heard about your problem, and they will say, who told you? The key doesn't lie in not having problems. Once again, we all have problems. The key lies in finding solutions to those problems. Jim Norman, the CEO of the Zig Ziglar Corporation, made a sales call with one of our reps, and the prospect was adamant about not being able to use our services. As the two ZZC representative neared the end of their allotted time, Jim asked, as CEO of Zig's company, we sure face our share of obstacles. Would you be willing to share some of the problems your organization faces? 45 minutes later, they walked out with a sale. He had not talked himself into a sale. He had listened himself into a sale. People don't want to hear Zig Ziglar speak or read Zig Ziglar books. People want to hear that there is hope in their future and read that no matter how bad things have been, that they still have a chance. People want how-tos that are practical and applicable in their lives. People are seeking information, inspiration, and direction in their lives. People come to me because they believe I may offer a solution to their problems, that I might help them overcome the obstacles. People will buy from you for the same reason. And now we come to the moment of truth. You know the person, the organization, the goals, and the obstacles to those goals. So what do you do? You begin the next step in the sales process, which is need awareness. Making the lights come on. Need awareness for the sales pro and the sales prospect. After we complete phase one of the sales process, need analysis, we move into phase two, need awareness. There are two distinct parts to the need awareness segment of the process. First, the light must come on in the salesperson's head. You see, even if you have a thorough understanding of the problem, that is, your light is on, unless the prospect sees, understands, and believes there is a problem, there is no problem and thus no need for your solution. The light must go on for our prospect. Need awareness applies to the salesperson and the sales prospect. 
Let me share a specific example. Tony Ferguson is a successful salesman for a large department store in South Carolina. Recently, a major tire manufacturer offered a free set of tires to the salesperson in his company who sold the most tires in a 30-day promotional period. Tony set his sights on winning the prize. To increase sales in an abbreviated period of time, he went to a print shop before the promotion started and had the following message printed on small cards. Hello, my name is Tony Ferguson. While passing your car, I noticed that some of your tires are dangerously worn. I represent a famous tire manufacturer and we have quality tires on sale right now. If you will call me, I will be happy to quote you a price on the size and type you need. My phone number is 555-2971, and you can call me from 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Thank you. When the cards were printed, Tony kept a supply in his coat pocket. Whenever he walked down the street, he kept his eyes open for cars with worn tires. When he spotted one, he put one of the cards under the windshield wiper. By the end of the promotion, Tony had sold twice as many tires as any other salesperson in the company. I hope you learned or were reminded of the importance of leading with need forming your presentation around benefits, and of course, A-A-F-T-O. Always ask for the order. It is important for you to understand what needs your product or service serve and how to communicate your features as benefits to the prospect. Now, as Zig always says as he walks through the office, go sell somebody something. This is Blake Lindsay. Now go live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.